This is Sergei Brazhnikov, narrator of The Rise of King Osiris, podcast by J.V. Torres. You are listening to the CQP Moments Podcast. another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, today I have an amazing guest, Dan Bublitz, and we find out about his funny passion. And if you don't know what I mean by that, you have to stay tuned. So let's take a moment out for our sponsors and I'll be right back with Dan. All right, guys, I am here with Dan Bublitz and he Hello. is one of the great guests that I was telling you guys about. So, Dan, introduce yourself to my listeners. Well, my name is Dan Bublitz Jr., and I am a stand-up comedian based in St. Paul, Minnesota. Wow. Okay, I, I, I'm always interested when I hear people say that they do stand-up. Like, what really made you decide, hey, I have to do stand-up? Well, for me, it was something that I always wanted to do, but I just never did when I was younger. Okay. I actually kind of started a little bit later in life. Okay. Um, I started when I was like 31. And okay. uh, I'd, I'd been married for 12 years. And okay. uh, my wife and I at the time got divorced. And I just reached a point in my life where I felt like I had wasted a lot of my 20s. And um. I wanted to just go start doing things that I enjoyed and should try to follow dreams, whether I failed or not. You know, I think that's, that's, you know, that is a lot of what happens is a lot of people just, you know, I have to follow my dream. I have to, you know, follow my passion. So I think that's really cool. I think that's really, really cool. So, okay. I don't get too many stand-up comedians on. So, like, what was your first, your very first show like? Uh, it was very scary. <laughs> really? For, like, for scary? Me. Okay, let's put it this way. Scary because you were nervous or scary because the venue, the crowd, what? Uh, a combination, because uh, it was my first time. I, and when I was younger, I also had a fear of public speaking. Oh. Uh, like, when I was in high school. I had a hard time doing any kind of speeches or anything I had to do in front of the class. I got, you know, real clammy and I kind of stutter and I talk real soft and like just really nervous about that. So for the first show, I really had to overcome that fear. Really? So that was, yeah. So that was really what, you know, uh, part of it was that I had to overcome this fear because 
you know, so I was a little nervous about that. You're nervous whether or not you're going to be funny. And I remember the first time I went out on stage, they called my name and went up on stage, stood in front of the microphone and put my hand on the microphone. I looked out into the crowd and there was quite a few people there. There was probably like 60 to 70 people at the show. And, uh, I thought, oh my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I could just feel that brief panic. And then I told a joke and got a little bit of a laugh. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. Wow. Well, I will say your first public speaking went a lot better than my first one. My first one, I think my crowd was like 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> But well, I mean, it happens. It happens. It's, it's what, you know, it's part of the, it's par for the course, as I say. It, it really is. Uh, well, for me, when, when I first started doing stand-up too, performing for smaller crowds was scarier than performing for larger crowds. Mm. But through the years, now I'm not really afraid of any crowd. <laughs> Okay, well, why would you say performing for smaller crowds is scarier than performing for larger crowds? Well, because when you have a smaller crowd, it's a little more intimate, you know, yeah. uh, laughter is contagious, you know, so like when you have a group, big group of people, and if you say a joke that's funny, and one part of the audience laughs, then the other part of the audience will think, okay, it is okay to laugh. And then they'll laugh. And it just, you know, it's like a contagious thing. When you have a small crowd like that, if you have like two people, you know, they're very, people are very self-conscious about laughing out loud. And right. so when you have a small crowd like that, they may enjoy the show, but they don't always outwardly show it. Which, uh... And as a performer, if you're up, when you're up on stage and you're doing your standup, they're not outwardly showing that they're enjoying it in your head. You're automatically thinking, Oh my God, I'm bombing. They hate me. This is the right, worst show right. ever. You know, like all those thoughts run through your head. Right. Oh my gosh. So, okay. You're like, okay. How long did it take you to get from there to where you are now, where you're like traveling and this is what I want to do. And I'm so comfortable with that. And, you know, it doesn't matter if there are two people in the room or 2,000, like, how long did it take you to get there or here, should I say? To really get comfortable, yeah, to really get comfortable on stage, I feel like it was like a, a five to six years kind of time frame. Okay. Started to not affect me as much. And, mm -hmm. it, and it's like, the more I do it, the less it affects me okay. know, as far as the crowds. And I've been doing stand-up now almost 10 years. Okay, okay. So, okay, quick question. What is your favorite, your favorite subject to make jokes about? Well, favorite subject is, yeah. uh, I don't know if I have necessarily a specific subject. I guess if I did, it would just be myself. <laughs> really? Like, are you, okay, are you one of those people that has, like, all these funny things that happen to them? Well, there's that, but I also make fun of, you know, different insecurities and things about myself, you know, that you're, okay. things that you're maybe self-conscious about, you know, like I have jokes about the way I look and I have jokes about things that have happened to me, but then I also do, you know, material about observation, 
observational humor of different things that I see and how I see it. Okay, okay. Wow. So, okay, because I know, like, you're on the road now. Um, Have you been, like, touring a lot, or have you been... Is this something that doesn't happen so often? Like, are you are you mostly home based? Uh, for me, it's it's kind of uh, kind of a fifty fifty. I'm not touring full time. I obviously that's the the goal is to get to right. that point. Right. Uh, but I do go out on the road as much as I can. You know, uh, I probably do two to three weekends a month where I'm out on the road, whether it's a show that I help produce or a comedy club or something like that. Okay. But, like this weekend, I am out on the road, but I'm in the middle of South Dakota where it is blizzarding and all my shows got canceled. So I just pretty much came out here for nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So like, believe it or not, here in New York, we probably just got the first snow ever, ever, ever. And it's super quiet and it's so crazy. Um <laughs> So that's like pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah, so, well, okay, for us, it's a lot of snow to get us to stop doing things. Too. Yeah. West snow usually is not a factor of that stops much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So here is a question. Now, I know now for you, this would be like, okay, you're upset that things got canceled. And I really want to talk about the aspect of where even just starting out, where you're starting out a business or starting out following your passion or your dream and something like this can happen. How do you help, like, how do you personally handle not feeling dejected and feeling like, oh my gosh, I should give up and quit? Oh, (laughs) I struggle with that all the time. Uh, Uh, that's funny because I actually have a, a podcast that I started doing to help kind of cope with that because uh, of the bombing aspect. It's called the art of bombing. And I, I talk to uh, performers about uh, their bad shows and what they've learned from them to get better at the craft. Uh, okay. So it's, you know, finding success through failure is basically the premise of the podcast. But for me, like I, I always have that where I go back and forth and where it's like, am I making the right decision? Is this something I really should be doing? And then you have like a good show and it just feels so good. You're like, yep, it's worth it. I got to Yeah, it's like, it. it's all worth it again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You just have that, that one good show and you're like, yep, I'm back in it. So in other words, what you're saying is a lot of times when we feel like, you know, it's just you out there, you're just struggling and no one kind of, and, and I guess we get all get to that where it's like, no one understands me. Oh my gosh, life is so horrible. And I don't understand how I keep going and maybe I should quit. In other words, you're not the only one. Everyone goes through it. Oh, absolutely. And that's one thing for me that I've, I've come to realize and like I said, especially with my podcast, that helped a lot, but is to realize that I'm not the only one that goes through these things with my, my specific career. And it doesn't matter what kind of career a person's in, you know, if you're a small, say you're a small business owner right? and like with, say you own a retail store, there's right. another person that is just like you that is trying to run a retail store as a small business. And they're going through the same struggles that you are. 
you know? And so it's something that you got to just take and stop for a moment and think about that, even though you feel like you're the only one and you're the only one that knows what's going on, there are other people. And then to take it to the next level is to go find them people and talk with them people, because those are the people that the people that can relate to your business specifically can relate to the problems and the, the, the struggles that you go through. So it's good to have, you know, like a network of people that you can talk to about your business. That is true. So in other words, making sure you have that support system. Yeah. Yep. Having a support system, but not just like family and friends, but right. Like of course. Industry people. Yep. Like a, like a lot of the people that I talk to on my podcast are performers. And sometimes I've only met them like one time. I don't really know them, but it's still, you know, we have that common ground. Right. And I, and I think that's really what it is, is finding, even, even finding it in people that you don't really know that well, finding that common ground and making it in, in, in saying, okay, you know what, there are other people out there and, you know, if this person, you know, in other words, just making a village out of it, really. No, absolutely. Making a village. And, and that's really what, what we need to do. And, and I think that's cool that even with your podcast, you learned how to make a village and utilize a village. Like I always talk about that. Like a lot of times we talk about, it takes a village, but it doesn't only take a village to raise a child, but it takes a village to help each other succeed. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's the thing too, with like kind of adding on to what you're saying is, you know, some of the most successful people didn't get there by themselves. They got right. there because they had right. people on their team. It is a team effort. Exactly. Exactly. So, Okay. I know, and this sounds like really cliche and really Dr. Zeus, but what is Dan's plan? <laughs> My plan? Uh, well, I got lots of plans, but <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of a hustler. I always have things in the fire, but I mean, the ultimate goal was, would obviously to be to get like a TV special or a Netflix special. Um, but I mean, that's kind of what I go for. And I'm always working on, you know, my set, my craft, as far as getting better as a comedian, trying to get more paid gigs, because the more paid gigs that I get, you know, the more stage time I get, which then ultimately I get better at what I'm doing, and then eventually get to that point where I can get that TV special. If you nice, will. nice. Um, but there's a lot of other things along the way that I think about too. You know, you have short-term and long-term goals that of you have course. to think about. You know, like uh, a lot of people don't think about comedy as a business. Right. They get into comedy because they just want to tell jokes, but there's a lot of business aspects for it. So I try to do, I always try to learn and evolve, uh, not just as a performer, but as a person and a business person. You know, I'm currently my last semester for my my degree. I'm working on a marketing degree. Wow. um, Which I, you know, plan to take those skills and apply it to what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, so it's always just kind of trying to get stuff out there, creating more content. I have goals for my podcast and, you know, different things like that. Congratulations. Like you are Mr. You are Mr. Irons in the fire, like for real. I mean, (laughs) but you know what? I, I, 
I like that. I like the fact that you realize that, in other words, there is a business aspect to being a comedian and it's not just getting on stage, telling jokes, um, you know, because I think with any business, a lot of times we forget that, like people say, oh, well, you can cook. Why don't you start a restaurant or start a food truck? And it's like, there are all those little things that go behind it, all the all the behind the scenes things. And if you're not careful because you have to hire people to do these things, you can actually get duped. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, and that's the one thing though with comedy, you don't actually need to have other, you know, business to just go start it because you can just go to an open mic. But once you start getting good, you do have to think about it as a business. And until you get famous for, you know, enough to where you can get agents, you know, managers and all that to help with the business stuff, you are the business, you know, you're everything. You're your web designer, you're your, you know, your salesman, you're the, the guy cleaning up the trash in the office. I mean, you're like wearing every hat. You're wearing every hat. Right, right. Oh my gosh. So you are, so you are, okay. I do have to ask this because I love when I hear people are hustlers. Um, I guess it's the New Yorker in me. <laughs> <laughs> but were you, are you like a natural born hustler or have you had to learn how to hustle? Um, I think I've always been kind of a natural hustling, you know, kind of always had that attitude. Right. Um, I've always, cause and I think part of that goes with, I've always been a big dreamer. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm always daydreaming and thinking about all the great things that I could accomplish or try to do, or, you know, try to fulfill a goal or a dream and things like that. So my head's always in the cloud. Um, uh, and while it's always in the clouds though I'm still thinking on the ground level where I'm like okay how do I make that happen right you know? right and that kind of like gives me the drive to you know try to hustle as much as I can uh okay okay wow wow so okay you do have a podcast called the art of bombing which I love the name by the way thank you um and you do have guests on where can people find your podcast so uh, my podcast is available on all the major uh, podcatchers you know you can get it on apple Podcasts. it's on spotify i think it's on pandora iheart all those different places pretty much every uh, podcast app Um, but the best way to get to it directly and find it you know you can go to the website. It's called artabombingpod.com. It's available there. Cool. So, okay, guys, all of that information, because I know that was like a mouthful, because I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> will be in the show notes. And, okay, where will you be next? Will you be home? Will you be touring? Will you be on the road will we see you on netflix youtube instagram what well eventually hopefully you'll see me on netflix but in the meantime i'm still always kind of on the road and i do have stuff on youtube i have my own personal comedy website which is just danboblitz.com i got you know stand-up clips that are on on my website on my youtube page you know and then my social media 
which is uh, Twitter and Instagram, Dboobalitz Comedy. Okay, okay. So where where do you have a show coming up next? Or My next upcoming show is actually uh, going to be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a uh, annual comedy festival that I co-produce. Uh, we're bringing a bunch of comics from across the country, and uh, we raise money for Special Olympics. So it's nice. a fundraising event. Yeah, nice. so it's a fundraising event, and that's from January 23rd through the 25th. Okay. And then after that, I'm at the Comedy Loft in Lincoln, Nebraska. Wow. February. Okay. See, you said, oh, yeah, I'm mostly home. This doesn't sound like mostly home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, oh, my gosh. This is like, I, I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm in awe, like, seriously in awe. So. Yeah, it's, it can be busy and then there's you know, there's times when it's slow, like summertime kind of for comedy can slow down, especially in the Midwest, because people are out wanting to do things because they've been, you know, boxed in with the winter time. Right, so right, right. Wow. That's so great, though. That is like amazing. So guys, again, check out the art of bombing everywhere you find podcasts and also check out danbooblets.com and all of the instagram and twitter facebook all the social media will be in the show notes again so if there was one thing that you had to say to my listeners in about 30 seconds or less what would it be Follow your dreams. Don't, uh, the only way you'll ever fail is by not trying to succeed. Well, guys, you've heard it here and I'm always telling you. So this is definitely confirmation. Definitely guys, follow your dreams. And the only way you really fail is not to try. Yep, that's absolutely right. I mean, it's, uh, that's kind of always been my motto where, no, I'm only failing if I'm not trying. Wow. So thank you, Dan. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for, I honestly have to say, thank you for following your passion. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been a ride and I've, I've enjoyed it. Well, I, I, I hope that you continue to enjoy it. And I look forward to seeing you on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you guys can catch me on Amazon Prime as well. I did forget to mention that. I have a, a one-man show that called It Was Supposed to Be a Love Story. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. It, uh, it combines some of my stand-up and some of my poetry, and it's a story about a relationship that I was in that went south. Wow. So, okay, guys, I, I, I am going to make a really big confession to Dan right now. Dan, I am going to watch it, and I am going to do a review on it on another episode. Oh, so, fantastic. <laughs> I will Hopefully it's a guys, good review. <laughs> I will tell you guys how it is, because I am so happy to hear that. And the information for that special will also be in the show notes and look for my review on both a live Friday and another episode. And 
thank you, Dan, so much for coming on. And guess what? Once I review it, you are more than welcome to come on. If you have anything else you want to talk about, you are more than welcome to come on. It has been a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. I hope that you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Dan really dropped some gems on us, especially about following your passion and knowing where you're going and the fact that we should all keep going. I keep saying as many times as anyone will listen, you're here and the journey you have is yours. So, yes, guys, let's make it count. It's 2020 and we really need to get that 2020 vision. Guys, also remember to follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And also, guys, whatever platform you are listening on, make sure you leave a review so that we can know if you are enjoying what you are hearing. And you can always leave me a voice message. So, as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. <laughs>